Life Christian Centre is a church located in the city of Adelaide. It is made up of people from different backgrounds and walks of life who have been transformed through a relationship with Jesus Christ. For more information, visit us online at www.life-church.com.au Amen. If you have your Bibles, please turn with me to John. Amen. John chapter 14, and I'm reading from verse 25. The Bible says this. These are the words of Jesus. And he says, All this I have spoken while still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. So do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. And so, Father, I thank you as we go into your word that by the Holy Spirit, you would speak to us and that this word would come alive in our hearts and lives. That we would not just hear more information, but that you would speak to us by the Holy Spirit. Forgive me of my sins. Let there be nothing in me that hinders the delivery of, of this word. This is about you. This is about your name being glorified, Lord God. And we together as a congregation are hungry to hear a word from you, Lord God. We bind every spirit of fear and intimidation. Just let there be freedom to speak the word today, I pray. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. I want to share today on the subject, a divine remembrance on divine remembrance. As we prepare to break, break bread together uh, as a church, I want us to uh, reflect on this word, divine remembrance. Jesus was about to go to the cross and he was preparing his disciples for his departure. Accounting is rep- represented or presented in the book of John, uh, chapters 14, right through to chapter 17. And in there, he teaches them, he encourages them, and he prays for them. And in the midst of uh, this discourse, he says to them, all this I've spoken as we read in our text, whilst he with you, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit is going to come and uh, that the Father will send and he'll teach you and he'll remind you of everything I want. Peace I leave with you. I'm going to give you my peace. It's a different kind of peace. It's not the kind of peace that the world gives. This is a much deeper peace, more profound. Don't let your hearts be troubled. And don't be afraid. How many people know that's easier to read than it is to actually do? Um, one of the things Christ speaks about is the coming of the Holy Spirit. Christ said, I must go so that the Holy Spirit can come. And in the Bible, we find many characteristics attributed to the Holy Spirit. We were singing about it just today. He leads, he guides, he comforts, uh, he reveals truth, he shapes Christ in us, one of the primary works of the Holy Spirit is to form Christ in you and me. And in fact, if we read the book of Acts, what we're actually reading is, is the, the works of the, Holy, of the Holy Spirit. But in the text that we read, Jesus tells us that one of the things the Holy Spirit is going to do is the Holy Spirit is going to help us to remember. Now, I don't know about you, but one of the things I'm finding as I'm getting older is I seem to be forgetting more and more. Do I have any friends in the congregation here? I forget people's names. I forget shopping lists. Um, I feel like Dory. Anybody here feel like Dory? You know, um, many times I'm looking for my car keys. You know, they're here somewhere. I just can't find them. You know, I just don't know where they are. And there they are in my hands, you know. (laughs) Okay, it's not that funny, okay? uh, uh, Sometimes I'm looking for my glasses, you know. (laughs) I'm looking for them. (laughs) 
finally find them to go to put them on. I've already got a pair of glasses on. You know, it's scary. It is really scary. Pray for me. Um, I don't know about you, but so often the things I want to forget, I remember. And the things I need to remember, I forget. Jesus said, but listen, the advocate... The Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name will teach you all things and He's going to remind you of everything that I have said. So often in our walk with God, it's not about getting a new revelation or learning something new. A lot of times it's just about remembering something we already know. So often we think, I just need something new. I need a new revelation. But actually what we actually need is just to remember something that we already know. And that's what the church is all about. That's what we do here week in and week out. And we hear a message and and our, our prayer is that the Holy Spirit would speak to us. And often it's not some new revelation. It's the Holy Spirit reminding us of something that we already know. Stephen Furtick said, so many of us are educated way beyond our level of obedience. In other words, we know so much. It's the doing we're struggling with. It's not more information we need. Many of us have heard messages. We've read the Bible several times. Thank God for all of that. But we so easily forget what we have learned. We so easily forget the principles that we have learned. And Jesus is talking to his disciples and he's saying, don't let your hearts be troubled. Don't be afraid. I know things are looking bad right now. I know maybe it doesn't make sense to you right now. But one of the things that the Holy Spirit will do when he comes, he will help you to remember the things that are going to encourage you. So don't let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. It's my prayer for us today because there may be some of us that are, that are, that are going through a difficult time and, and, and maybe our hearts are troubled and maybe, maybe there is fear that's creeping into our lives and into our hearts. And, and I, I just pray that by the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit would remind us of certain things today, that we would remember certain things, that the Holy Spirit would bring to mind certain truths that would encourage us and help us navigate even the seasons that we're going through even right now. Let me give you a couple of things that we need to remember. The first thing that we need to remember is the goodness of God and the blessings of God. We need to say, Holy Spirit, help me to remember the blessings of God and the goodness of God. Psalm 103 says this, it says, praise the Lord, all my soul, all my inmost being, praise his holy name, praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. Psalmist is speaking to himself and he's saying, don't forget the blessings of God. It's saying, bless the Lord, all my soul, all that is within me, bless his holy name, and don't forget all of his benefits. Don't forget all the blessings that are attached to coming to know Christ. According to the psalm, knowing Christ, serving God, belonging to the family of God has some benefits. And according to the psalmist, he's saying that it's so easy to forget those blessings. It's, it's so easy to remember all of the negative stuff. It's so difficult to remember the blessings of God. When we have to remember an important appointment, you know, we put the alarm on and, um, you know, sometimes we put two alarms. I know when I travel, uh, it's not just one alarm. It's always going to be two alarms because a lot of times the alarm has failed me. Uh, and uh, I always put a couple of alarms. We put the alarm on because it's something really important that we need to remember. It's an appointment that we need to make sure we're on time for. David is saying, this is really important. Don't forget the blessings of God. 
Don't forget the blessings of God. Because so often when we're spiraling down, we can, we can get so caught up in our situations and, 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 and so caught up in what's actually happening that we forget who God is and what God wants to do in our lives. I love the way David talks about it in this particular psalm because not only he says, don't forget the blessings, he then begins to list them one by one. He says, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Do we remember who we were before Christ? Do, do, do we remember who we were or where we would be without Jesus Christ in our hearts and lives? Many of us were lost and and then God saved us. He gave us a new heart, forgave us our sins. Remember that God forgives all of our iniquities. The Bible says He heals all of our diseases. Not only does He heal our body, He's also the God that, that heals our hearts and our minds and our spirits by the grace of God. Who redeems your life from the pit. Is there anybody here who's ever been in a pit? Is there anybody here who's ever been in this dark, deep pit where you said, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get out of this one. Who redeems, one of the things that God does is He redeems our lives from the pit. He's the God who does, he, he, He's the God who, who pulls us out by His grace and for His glory. Who crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles in the name of Jesus. I find that my new youth is getting renewed every single day. I'm look, I look in the mirror, I'm looking younger and younger every single day. I don't know how it's happening. It's in the Bible. I don't know if you're laughing or not. I can't tell. Oh, my goodness. Jesus is talking to his disciples and he's saying, don't let your hearts be troubled. Don't be afraid. I know it looks bad. I know maybe it doesn't make any sense to you right now. And, and you know, for, for, so, for so many of us, our hearts may be troubled. So easy to get troubled with bad news and what's happening in the world and, and you know, uh, COVID uncertainties and what's going to happen next and, uh, you know, and so on and so on. And, and I don't know about you, but when I'm in a trial, I, I certainly forget the times that God has delivered me and I quickly forget the times that, that God has done a work in my life. It's in those times. It's in the dark times, in the valley, in the trial that we need the Holy Spirit to bring to mind, to remind us of the good things that God has done in our lives, to remind us of the goodness of God in our life, to remind us of His blessings and His favour. Because we can get so easily caught up in the here and now and what's happening in my life right now. So often I say, you mean many times when, when I do remember, because I certainly forget, I'm, I'm in the zone of forgetting. But when I do remember, sometimes I say to God, I say, God, you know what? If you never bless me again, if you never do anything else with my life from this moment on, I've got enough that God has already done for, to praise him for the rest of my life. He's been so good to us. We're in church this morning. We're worshiping God. We're glorifying the name. Okay, we got the mask on. But who cares? We're in church in the name of Jesus. Do you know that over 95% of Australians don't, don't necessarily know about God? Okay, let's bring it down to, let's be generous and make it 90%. 90% of people in Australia, they don't even want to know who God is. Church, are you kidding? I'm not going to go to church on a Sunday morning. But somehow God, by His grace, somehow God in His mercy has chosen to reveal Himself to you and to me. And this morning we got up and we didn't think twice, shall I go to church or not? We said, no, I've got to go to church because I've got to meet with God's people and above all else, I want to meet with God. That's something to be thankful for. 
the book of Deuteronomy, Moses was preaching a, a sermon. In fact, the, 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 the Deuteronomy is like a sermon that, that, that Moses was preaching to the Israelites. And he says to them, remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the wilderness these 40 years. He's saying to them, listen, whatever you do, don't forget how God has led you over the last 40 years. The command that Moses gave the people of Israel was to remember how God had led them through the 40 years. And it's a, it's a command to all of us. They were to reflect on and remember every step of the journey Moses, Moses, uh, that God had led them through, every provision, every emergency, how God showed mercy when they drifted away from God, how God, how God showed mercy to the people of Israel when they had no food, how God, how God sent manna every single day. Um, when there was no water, He provided water. When they didn't know which way to go, God provided the pillar of fire and, and the cloud that would guide them by day. And Moses was saying, remember how He led you. Remember how He helped you defeat enemies that were bigger and stronger than you. Remember that and keep thinking about what God has done for you over the last 40 years. I believe the command that Moses gave the people of Israel is still applicable to, to you and to me, that God is encouraging you and me today to remember the goodness of God and the blessing of God. To remember how God has led us over the last 10 years and 20 years and 30 years of our life at the significant moments in our lives, how God has led us. For so many of us, our, our memory needs to be redeemed so that we don't focus on all the negative things, the mistakes, the pain. So often when we reflect on our lives, as we look back on our lives, the things we actually remember are all those negative situations. We, we think back to all, the, all, those, all those difficult situations, the pain, the difficulties, the, 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 the problems that we've been through in our lives, and, and that's what we reflect on. Instead, what we need to do is remember the goodness of God. Instead, what we need to do is remember, remember the promises of God. Because we, we, we're either going to look back and think about all the negative times, or we're going to look back and remember all the good things that God has done. We need to remember so that the important markers of our life are not the failures and the pain, but the blessing of God and the goodness of God. We need, we need to look back, we need to remember so that the important markers of our life are not those negative events, but they're actually the blessing of God and, and they're actually the goodness of God. They're the times where God came through, not the painful times. Times that we're going through right now, we need to remember God. When we stand in front of Goliath, we need to remember that God has delivered us from the bear and the lion. What enables us to face the Goliaths in our life is remembering that, that we've already conquered the bear and the lion, that they were in preparation for what God is about to do next in our lives. And the God that saw us through that is the God that will see us overcome the Goliath in our lives. When we remember, it begins to stir faith in our lives. Our hearts will not be troubled or afraid when we, when we remember the blessings of God. And we need to pray, Holy Spirit, help me to remember. Holy Spirit, help me to bring to mind those times when, when you have blessed me. It's the goodness of God and the blessing of God. It's the blessing of God. You know, our, our, our mind has a, has, a, you know, has, a, has, a, has a negative kind of bend and a negative twist to it. We always see the glasses half empty, you know, instead of half full and etc. It's the reality. It's the way we see our lives. 
But you know, some of us, what we need to do is actually write down all the times that God has blessed us, write down all the significant blessings in our lives. It needs to be something that we refer to again and again and again. Bless the Lord, all my soul, all of my inmost being. Bless His holy name and forget not all of His benefits. Don't forget the benefits of God because He's gonna see you through. It's amazing what we remember and what we forget. Uh, I remember, some of you may know him, but uh, Brother Daniele Morocco, he's he was a long-standing member of our church before the Lord called him home and he had dementia. And I remember visiting him one time to do communion with him and he didn't have a clue who I was, but, uh, and couldn't remember me. It's uh, kind of making conversation, pretending to know me, but he didn't know me. And so I said, you know, why don't we break bread together? And I said, is it okay if you pray? And, uh, and so he began to pray. I mean, he prayed this amazing prayer he did not miss one beat uh, during that prayer and didn't, couldn't remember me. Well, not a lot of people can remember me, but that's okay. That's normal. But, but he just prayed. It's amazing what we can remember and what the Holy Spirit can bring to mind in our hearts and lives. Jesus said the Holy Spirit's going to come. And one of the things the Holy Spirit is going to do is going to help you to remember. And one of the things he's going to remind us is of the blessings and the goodness of God. I just want you to think in your own life how God has been good to you. Pastor Job, you don't understand the pain. Are we going to live a life with, with, where we, all we focus on is those negative markers or are we going to live a life that it focuses on the positive markers, the things that God has done in our lives? Second thing we need to remember is Jesus and the price he paid for us. Moses told the people of Israel in Deuteronomy chapter 6, when the Lord your God brings you into the land, he swore to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, to give you a land and a large flourishing cities you didn't build, houses filled with all kinds of good things you did not provide, wells you did not dig and vineyards and olive groves you did not plant. Then when you eat and are satisfied, be careful that you do not forget the Lord who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slave, slavery. He was, he was saying, when you build houses and plant vineyards, don't forget that's God who gave them to you. Don't forget that it's God who brought you out and brought you here. Because one of the great dangers for all of us is that, you know, when we're in a difficult position and when we're in a difficult situation, we cry out to God and we, and we say, God, oh God, help me and I'll serve you for the rest of my life. And, and God delivers us out of that. But once we come out of that, then we forget God. We forget what God has done. We forget where God has brought us through. We forget where we were and where we are and how much God has done in our lives. And, and there's a temptation in all of us. And I can imagine the people of Israel say, you've got to be joking. We're never going to forget how God delivered the people of Israel out of, out of Egypt. We're never going to forget all the great things that God has done. But the reality is they did forget. They did forget the miracles. God gave a command to the people of Israel that every year they were to bring the first fruits to the temple to the priest and they had to tell their story. We were slaves in Egypt, but God delivered us and now we're enjoying God's blessing. It was a reminder to them when, when, the, when they collected the first, the first crop and, 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 uh, and, uh, and they were to bring it to the priest. They were to bring it into the temple and they were to say to, to, to the priest, hey, you know, this is, this is what God has given me. I'm such and such a person. I belong to this family. We were slaves in Egypt. But then God delivered us with a mighty hand and he has brought us into a land flowing with milk and honey. And here are the first fruits. The only reason why we have these first fruits is because of the blessing and the favor of God. We're to remember the great things that God has done in our hearts and lives. 
Now, I know many of you don't grow fruit and you don't grow stuff like that and vegetables and, and it's more the Italian congregation. I've, I encourage them all the time, bring the first fruits into the, into the temple. For the, some people have. Some people have. It's amazing. We get good, good, good stuff. Uh, but, but, but we need to remember what God has done. Every time we give our offerings, we remember the blessing of God. Some people, oh, I've got to give this offering. No, we're not giving an offering because, because we have to. It's a reminder of the blessing of God. It's a reminder that God has given me breath. It's a reminder that God is blessing. It's a reminder of what God has done in our life, that God has blessed us so much that we've got extra in our pocket and we're able to give to the work of the Lord. Mark says this, the disciples had forgotten to bring bread except for one loaf they had with them in the boat. Be careful, Jesus warned them. Watch out for the yeast of the Pharisees and that of Herod. They discussed this with one another and said, is it because we have no bread? I love the disciples. Aware of their discussion, Jesus asked them, why are you talking about having no bread? Do you still not see or understand? Are your hearts hardened? Do you have eyes but fail to see and ears but fail to remember? And don't you remember? Don't you remember? When I broke the five loaves for the 5,000, how many basketfuls were left? Twelve, they replied. And when I broke the seven loaves for the 4,000, how many? Seven, they replied. Jesus said to them, don't you understand? Don't you remember the miracles? Have you already forgotten what, 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 what I've done? Don't you understand that I'm your provider? We need to remember what Christ has done for us. We need to remember what Jesus has done in our hearts and in our lives. So many of us, uh, we look at our lives and we see what we don't have. We see what everybody else has got and, 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 uh, and, we, and we see everything that we don't have. And we can become ungrateful for the things that we do have. And it can rob us of our joy. Instead of seeing everything we do have, we need to, we need to see what we do have, which is we have Christ, we have salvation, we have forgiveness. We have the word of God, the church of Jesus Christ. We have God's love and grace. One of the reasons why we celebrate communion is so that we don't forget. We're reminded again. We come back to Calvary. We're reminded, we're reminded once again of what Jesus has done for us. We're reminded once again of who we were. And, and, and through Jesus, we, have, we are who we are today. The Bible not only tells us what we need to remember, it also tells us what we need to forget. Isaiah says, this is what the sovereign Lord says. He who made a way through the sea and a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and horses, the army and reinforcements together, and they lay there, never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wick. Here, here it is again. This is now Isaiah. This is hundreds, even maybe thousands of years later. And here we have Isaiah still referring back to that incident that happened way back there when the God delivered the people of Israel out of Egypt. And then he says, forget the former things. Don't dwell on the past. See, I'm doing something new. Now it springs. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. It's, it's, it's we remember the past so that it gives us faith to move into the future and to what God has for us. The God that delivered the people of Israel back there in Egypt is the God that can deliver us today. Some of us have a, a hard drive it's full of junk. We need to delete a few things. It's full with junk. We need to delete some things off of our hard drive to make room for God, what God wants to download into our hearts and into our spirits and into our lives. How many people know that's easier said than done? It's easier said than done. And ultimately, it's the, it's the, it's the grace of God that can help us 
to forget. I love the verse, I mentioned it before, of Joseph. It says, you know, Joseph had been through so much. And, and then he's in Egypt. And the Bible says he named his firstborn Manasseh and said, it's because God has made me forget all of my trouble and all of my father's household. He's the God that helps us to forget. It's not you forget. It's not that I can't remember this anymore. It's not that God gives us, you know, selective amnesia and, and so on. What it means is even when we remember the painful situation, it no longer brings with it the pain that it once upon a time, it no longer triggers or, or, or brings in some of the difficulties in our life. Joseph named his first woman Asher and said, it's because God has made me forget. It's the God who enables us to be able to deal with some of those painful memories in our lives. The third thing we need to remember is the promises of God. We want the Spirit to help us remember God's promises. Peter said, His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. We have everything we need for a godly life. His divine power, listen carefully, has given us everything we need for a godly life. His divine power has given us every single thing we need to live a godly life through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. Through these, He has given us His very great and precious promises so that through them, you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. So this is Peter speaking and he's saying, so I will always remind you of these things even though you know them and are firmly established in the truth, you now have. So even though he's saying, he's saying to the people he was writing to, I know, I know you know this stuff, but I'm going to remind you again. That was verse 12. Verse 13, he then says, I think it is right to refresh your memory as long as I live in the tent of this body. He mentions it again. I'm going to keep reminding you. And verse 15, and I will make every effort to see that after my departure, you will always be able to remember these things because there's a real danger that we forget. Because there's a real danger that we forget the promises of God. That we so easily forget the things that God has done for us. We forget what the Lord has given us. We forget what the Lord has said about us. We forget what the Lord has done in our lives. Joshua said, now I'm about to go the way of the earth. And you know, with all your heart and soul, that not one of the good promises the Lord your God gave you has failed. Every promise has been fulfilled. Every single one of them. One last passage comes from Revelation uh, and it reminds us that remembering leads to revival. That remembering leads to revival. Church in Ephesus was a strong, mature church who worked uh, really hard, but Christ tells them, yet this I have against you, you've forsaken your first love. When a couple of separates, it's because they've forgotten their first love. Uh, when they're in love for the first time, no one can separate them. But over time, slowly, gradually, they forget the reason why they came together. They forget their first love. And Christ is saying it can happen in the natural, but it can also happen in our faith. That after so many years, we lose the joy, the zeal of having known Christ. That when we first come to Christ, we're so passionate and excited about, about our faith. But over time, we can, we can forget all of that. So what do we do about it? Christ says, remember therefore where you have fallen. Rem repent then and do the things you did at first.
It's remember, remember, remember where you were and start doing the things you did at first. Remembering can bring revival in our hearts and lives. And maybe some of us have lost some of that passion in our lives. Maybe some of us have lost some of that zeal in our hearts and lives. And we've, we've kind of got into a space where our faith is kind of monotonous and predictable and religious. Well, what do we need to do? Just begin to do the things you did at first. Because it's in remembering that revival can come. Psalm 77 is written by Asaph, who was going through a bit of a challenging time. The psalm begins with the words, I cried out to God for help. I cried out to God to hear me. When I was in distress, I sought the Lord at night. I stretched out our tiring hands and I would not be comforted. I remembered you, God, and I groaned and I meditated and my spirit grew faint. I thought about the former days, the years of long ago. I remembered my songs in the night. My heart meditated and my spirit asked. Asaph is obviously in a difficult situation and he's thinking about his past. He's thinking about the former days, the good old days, the songs in the night. And then he looks at his present situation and he, and he begins to despair. He, he falls further into despair. And as he's going into despair, then he begins to ask God some tough questions. God, don't, don't, will you reject forever? Has your unfailing love vanished? Have you forgotten to be merciful, God? And, and, and I'm sure that we can all relate to what Asaph was going through in this season. He's in a tough time. As he thinks back, he just thinks back about the good old days, how things used to be, how things have changed. And he's writing and, he's, and that causes him to kind of become bitter and angry towards God. Well, God, has, has your love failed forever? Have you forgotten to be merciful to God? Can you see what I'm going through, God? Verse 11, he says, something begins to change. He says, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. He shifts his focus from himself and he starts to shift his focus towards God. He says, yes, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. I will remember your miracles of long ago. I will consider all your works and meditate on all your mighty deeds. And as he changes what he thinks about, he moves from a position of despair to a position of faith. He remembers, and you can read it in Psalm 77. He remembers that God delivered the people of Israel out of Egypt. There it is again. It appears again and again throughout the Scriptures with a mighty miracle, great power, outstretched hand. And then he says, which God is as great as our God? I, I love that declaration. He's thinking about all the negative things. He's thinking about himself and he's going further and further in. Where are you, God? And what are you doing, God? And then he shifts. He says, no, I'm just going to remember who God is and what God has done. And as he does, faith begins to rise in his heart. And he says, which God is as great as our God? Are you kidding? Which God is as great as our God? Is there another one? His perspective changes as he remembers God. As I said before, so many of us, our memory needs to be redeemed so that we don't focus on the negative, the mistakes, the pain. Instead, we remember the goodness of God, the blessings of God, so that the important markers of our life are not the, the sins we've committed. The important marker of our life becomes, 
On such and such a day, I gave my life to Jesus Christ. On such and such a day, Jesus, Jesus in His mercy and His grace chose to push through all my stubbornness and pride. And He chose to reveal Himself. That becomes an important marker. Not the rubbish that I've done in the past. It's where the important markers of our life are not the pain that we've experienced. And I'm sure all of us can remember the pain that we've experienced throughout our lives. And and certainly that can become a marker. And I don't want to belittle the pain in any way, shape or form. But I want us to be reminded this morning is that He heals our infirmities, body, soul and spirit. And I want us to be reminded And so so I want us to remember so that the important markers of our life do not become the pain, but they become the time where God healed me. I remember that time I went into the presence of God and God, I remember that Sunday morning. It was, I think it was in August 2021. I remember it was just a communion service. It was just another communion service. And Pastor Joe, I don't know, he rambled for for 45 minutes and and then we broke bread together. And he said, come on, why don't we reach out in faith? Because we believe that even as we, take these simple emblems that we can be healed. And I remember as I took those emblems, I just prayed, Lord, would you just take this pain? Something shifted. Come on, something happened. The, 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 The communion is not something the church established. It wasn't the Royal Church Commission or whatever it was, or or the the Royal the the, some some group right up there that said, "Come on, guys, what shall we do? We need something religious. What shall I know? A bit of bread and a bit of wine should be good. Let's do no." Who established this? Jesus established it. So that we would remember. Remember what? Remember what Jesus has done in our hearts and lives. So today as we break bread, I pray the Holy Spirit will help us remember what Christ has done, that we are victorious through Jesus, that we're forgiven, that God loves us, and that no matter how troubled and fearful our hearts may seem at the moment, there's a resurrection on the way. There's a resurrection on the way. That no matter how dark our lives may seem right now, there's a resurrection on the way. By His grace and for His glory. Can I hear an amen? And so as we break bread together today, we can do this religiously. Just let's go through the motions of a religious, you know, we belong to this religion and we do this what we do. Or we can do this with faith believing that God is going to do something in our hearts and lives today in the name of Jesus.